On today's job board, we have the Jingweed recap. Where's the rain? Where does that valve run? The trees, sports, and of course, course happenings. The views and opinions presented in this episode of From the Jingweeds podcast are strictly those of Matt and Dan and do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. Today's episode is brought to you by Par West. Par West, for all your golf course and home course needs, from flags to things that keep the geese away. Par West, use promo code Jingweeds for free shipping on orders over 250. And now, let's tee off. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 22 of From the Jingweeds. Thanks again for joining us. We're going to get this rolling. I'm fresh back from the Jingweed Invitational, so I'll give you a recap on that. But first off, I'll uh, ask Danny Boy what's going on on the golf course. Dan, what's up? Not much. Same old, same old. Getting closer and closer to overseed. And we are now two weeks away. Yeah, two weeks and two days away from dropping seed. Me at my place, you, your first mm-hmm. golf course will be the 21st. Yep. Uh, so what's going on? You're obviously you're prepping that joint uh, or finishing up the airification. We just actually did a little cruise around. I'm recording from the original spot, your office this morning. So did a little ride. Uh, I think the one you got closed looks great. Um, no a lot traffic. Of Bermuda grass. <laughs> a lot of Bermuda, Bermuda no grass. traffic. Um, you know, it looks it looks nice. You got it kind of grown out a little bit it's filling in everything so everything's yeah. kind of a little bit longer right now because you don't have to keep it in plain conditions that makes it look a lot better and obviously it's going to get healthier when it's like that uh, the only thing i saw was you had a little wind around here and some ukes oh, dropping yeah. some branches those things are getting piled around but when you don't have golf fuck it no. leave them there you don't have guys to pick yeah, it up you don't have guys <laughs> to pick it up we'll get to it when we get to it we'll get to it when it's needed to yeah. get out of the way yeah. Um, but right now, so you're pretty much done with the airification, uh, done no. with air fine greens. We got greens are done. We're probably two thirds of the way through fairways, so we'll get through that and then start little projects and all prep for overseed. So getting pre-emergent down to rough because I don't overseed rough. So before we make that application, we'll try to apply the pre-emergent. Okay. Um, so and that's for the, to the golf course that is going to be overseeded on the twenty first. Right. Okay. So that's closed now. It'll close all the way through overseed and open yeah. back up when we come you out. You got three weeks closure. Yeah. So we close twenty first. I think we open back up October twelfth. It was the day we close the next golf course. Okay. Uh, when you guys open up, are you car path only, or can they ride in the rough? Is uh, that the kind of no, rule as you ask? We're car path only for the first week. Second week we allow blue flags in the rough. Third week blue flags are off path. Members are in the rough, and then after that, everybody's off path. Okay, so you got basically four weeks till you yeah, let the them. The fourth go week wild. is when they all go out. Okay, so that's a total of seven weeks. You know, since Start you planted finish, yeah. seed, that you're getting carts on there. Um, what do you guys do in the policy going into? Um, you know, with well, you have your own. Your members can drive their own carts right Correct. now. Um, before this pandemic the covid deal could they all ride as a foursome out there in their own car no 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 we we teamed them up and something that we started probably when i got here i remember being out on the golf course and there was a a five seven five carts one you know it's like what is going on here you know like a four seven three carts and i just i you know i finally convinced that for traffic wise and especially for beating you know overseas 
after overseed, people are driving in the rough. It's oh, getting yeah. beat up. The less traffic, the better. I mean, right. that golf course talking about that closed one now. It looks awesome. There's no part of it is no traffic on there. Right. Nothing's getting beat up, so it looks really good. So yeah, I mean, probably after my first year, we put a kibosh in. They were pretty good about it. What are they gonna? Are they those rules changed as of right now? Like, can they roll out there as individual carts? Everybody, unless every they're like a married couple, they'll play together. Okay. Husband and wife will go out, but I. 95% of it, if it's just individual play, they're all in their own cards. What are you going to do when you reopen? My fear is, here's the problem. They're realizing how much faster you can play in your individual cards. So I played last week uh, here in town, and I played, we each had an individual card, and we were waiting on each tee, and it just felt like it was probably a four and a half hour rounds, three hours and 20 minutes. It's just because everybody has their own yeah. cart. I mean, I think there was even a study, and I don't quote me on this, but obviously quote me because I'm on the podcast, but I feel like... <laughs> Sorry, everything you say on yeah. this podcast is the truth. I think they did a study when I was at one of my old properties, and in a car path only, people were actually playing faster because they were. I would drive by yours, you would get out, grab your six, go to your ball, and then I would drive yeah. up to where mine is, grab my six, go to my ball. Uh, but when you're riding together with somebody, you pull up to a ball, you both go to the same ball, you yeah. chat for a little bit, you're sitting in there, you're not messing around, and then you both get in and go, my ball, and it's the same scenario. Yeah. So if you're just going to your own ball and doing your own I thing, walkers, it's crazy how much faster it is. They used to say walkers. Mm -hmm. You know, four walkers is faster than two guards and four golfers. And a part of that only thing is like, I feel like you lose less balls when you're walking, because yes. when you're, if you're riding, you, you get in your cart, and then you drive up the path, to yeah. kind of where it is, and then you drive around and look. When you're walking, you just walk you straight just there, it, and right, then you're so. on the same line as your drive, so you're you're already walking in that area. Right. You know? Yeah. So it definitely, I think it speeds it up for sure. Yeah. And there's no more bullshit. That's, you know, that kind of takes away from what a lot of people really go to play golf. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the Jingweave, one of the golf courses that we played was mandatory individual carts. And we did, we flew around the golf course. We were the first out as well. We yeah. flew around the golf course. Um, but part of that whole thing yeah. is hanging out, breaking balls, yeah. chatting it up, you know, whatever. And, uh, Drinking beers in the lose, car with the yeah. guys. You guys are listening to music. There's right. A, yeah, you lose out on that. That atmosphere. It becomes yeah. a pure golf. I would yeah. rather walk because then you're kind of at least walking and hanging out. You know, up the mm -hmm. fairway, bullshit, and whatever. Yeah. And then you kind of peel off to your ball. You know, mm -hmm. you may get fucking one of us, probably me, sneaking off to the shit right off the tee. <laughs> you know, it was bad. It was bad golf out in California. Real bad yeah. golf. I, th I mean, how much of that... It's just... You want to... When you're on strange, like, you just want to go and play well. Yeah. It's like... You, I can go out to my place and shoot in the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll go over to your place, or I went. We went and played Arizona Country Club. And it's like I want to get up there and shoot so well that I just put so much pressure, so much pressure on every even when shot. I go on golf trips. It just falls apart. Like yeah, the golf trip thing is you just want to beat everybody. And, but you yeah. want to look good in front of your friends, I'm right? Like, Damn, Dan is playing good golf, especially when I meet up with other people that I've played with or yeah. buddies. It's like shit. He is playing good golf because I know I can't. Right? Yeah. Exactly. You can string it together. Yep. Yeah. So we go out there. Saturday night, we get into town, and we uh, take that little chipping game that I have. We go down to the beach, and we decide that we're going to decide who's captains. So we stand on the beach with two wedges, uh, and we had to put those little foam balls on the upside-down flip-flop because the sand was too <laughs> sandy. You couldn't hit it. I mean, we were only hitting it 10 yards or 15 yeah. yards into this little deal. 
couple of the locals were here. I don't know. They were probably 20 years old. You hear one of them. Who the fuck brings a chipping game to the beach? As they they got stacks of like boogie boards. And yeah. The dudes they're with have surfboards and shit. We're like uh, us. You know, <laughs> we're the only ones out there with like t-shirts and long sleeves. T- you yeah. know, long sleeve t-shirts. It's fucking 75 on the beach, and we're out there chilly. Yeah. That part was beautiful. You know, when you come down the hill and you're starting to get into San Diego County there and the temperature is just dropping like crazy, you know, yeah. windows down, sunroof open, it's like, mother, fuck, yeah. this is nice. Especially after the summer. In uh, Carlsbad, I would recommend to anybody, if you're looking, at least from the Arizona area or, you know, obviously people in Southern California know. A lot of people in cool town yeah. a lot of people from palm springs go to the beach at carlsbad yeah. it's it. a really cool quiet small town feel you the know beach uh, is supposed to be really good i thought it was fine yeah. i mean i'm not really a beach person but uh the waves were crazy good watching a lot of little kids eating mad shit on boogie <laughs> boards a couple of older guys too but it wasn't like a lot yeah you know um but we chipped along and played the game uh took a couple rounds because it was rough with the breeze and we stink so uh, decided to get two captains. I get picked second, you know, and uh, Casey picked me. He's like, I was like, nice. And he's like, I saw how you played, how you played the other day. Fuck. None of that. Yeah. None of it. It was two of the worst days of golf I've played in probably a year and a half. Were you drinking beers while you were playing or no? Yes. See, that's, it's been when's the last time, time you did that? I drank beers and yeah. uh, golfed. Well, I did up in uh, Pine Top, and I played really well there. Really? But I probably wasn't as banged up the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we played Coda on the first day. Uh, so it was, you know, 4-4. Four and four. We did Ryder Cup style. My team got absolutely smoked. Didn't win a point on the first day. Didn't win a point on the second day. So we <laughs> needed 24 and a half points for the team to win the whole deal. And we were down 24 nothing after two <laughs> rounds. <laughs> so... Was not very good for the whole team, uh, but had a blast doing it. Played Aviera uh, the second day. Uh, that is, I heard going into it, bring a lot of golf balls, um, and they weren't lying. Uh, bring a lot of golf balls. You miss offline anywhere there, and you are in the jungle. I mean, it's yeah. right off the turf, and it's the shots. It's gonzo. Uh, but Windy, the guy Jerry that was the starter there, loved his job, and... By the time we he was done giving us the, it was probably a 10-minute tutorial about the golf course and the slope and the rating and what tees to play. If you think you're this, you're going to be this. You're 14 feet above sea level. You know, ball's not going to fly as far. A lot of optical illusion with this uphill, downhill, and he was not lying about one bit of it. And uh, But we should have probably pushed up a tee. I mean, it beat the shit out of us. We played the blue tees. The same tees that the ladies LPGA tournament plays. I think it's a Hyundai Invitational or uh-huh. something like that, or the Kia, something. Uh, can't remember the name. Look it up. She shot 62. That's crazy. And we all said at the end of that, that is insanely impressive golf. Just shows how good they are. Yeah. There's a stretch of holes uh, Jerry was yapping about. It was uh, 11 through 18, one of the toughest stretches in golf. She, like, went birdied 11 through, I think, 17. No kidding. Yeah. Some shit. It was nuts. I yeah. mean, we're out there playing, and you're thinking to yourself, this girl shot 62 with this joint? You're going to be kidding me. Places in, you know, they were in good shape. 
Coda is really good, non-overseeded Bermuda grass in that area. Um, tons of Bermuda grass. The other places, uh, it was new to me, Southern California grows everything. Yeah. Everything. So uh, that was, I mean, it was all fun in my eyes. If it's mowed low and it's covered, you can hit off of it, no problem, you yeah. know. Uh, so that was interesting to see because you're thinking, oh, how, you know, you're thinking to yourself, oh, what's the one they want to get rid of? And how are you going to get rid of it? So how do you guys decide, or do you even decide, what you're going to spray out? Because you know once you spray one of these, the other one's probably going to go too. Yeah. Or at least two of the varieties right. of whatever's growing there. Um, so, so that was just interesting. As long as it's green, it's good. Yeah, right? it's green is good and playable. Uh, greens were good at both places. Actually, all three places they were good. Um, then we played Tejeras. Really cool golf course. Um, the layout was great. Uh, kind of... We played back nine first, and uh, Jerry, the day before, Javier was giving us the, hey, when you go there, you know, you're going to play the front nine, cuts through the houses, and then it just progressively gets harder. Mm -hmm. We wheel up there, and they were the only one that was full on the COVID deal, individual carts. They put bunker rakes in the back, um, so you had your own individual bunker rake that you rolled around with. Uh, when we wheeled up, this was all just a big difference from what it is in Arizona. And, you know, Coda's a private club, Javier's resort. So they had kind of followed the rules, but different kind of like protocols. Then you go to Tejeras, where you wheel in there, and they have four carts at the staging area, no more. And it's for, it's, it was like getting on a roller coaster yeah. at Six Flags. You know, you all stand six feet apart, the carts, you know, and they wheel the carts up for you to basically step on your ride. And then you wheel out and another train of four of them come in. Really? Yeah. So the outside staff is just running around like crazy. Mm -hmm. We even said to them, hey, man, we just wheeled in in two trucks together. We'll ride. Yeah. No, no, it's protocol. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the effects of cart traffic on a golf course like that, mandatory yeah. single carts. Uh, that was kind of the reason why I asked you what you're going to be doing here mm -hmm. is because what I saw really happens holy shit uh, you can just see it. it's just every off yeah. every corner near a car path just boom just beat and they put out the little uh, slalom stakes like yeah. you have here you know enter an area yeah. exit an area well imagine what the host spots look like it was well, good yeah. effort it's basically two days worth of golf yeah. and I move them every day because mm -hmm. if you got double the carts out there it was it was uh, kind of shitty you know that's the shitty part you're trying to do whatever you can to stay open but oh I hope that people are realizing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't realize, the most detrimental part of golf, the game of golf, is the golf cart. Yes, you cart know, traffic. it's not even, you know, not even argued. It's the golf traffic, you know, car traffic over everything, compaction, yeah. people driving like assholes. You know, you go to some of these real oh. publicy tracks. I used to laugh when I worked at the other golf course at uh, Coco Pelli. It was like. The clientele was going for the go-karts. Hey, we're going to go to go-karts. Oh, shit. You can bring your clubs, too? Yeah. <laughs> so the whole deal was we're going to drive these things around like clowns. Yeah. And golf just got in the middle. You know, on that same point, it kind of drives me nuts. I follow this account on on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. It's like golfers doing things or whatever. And sometimes they have people fucking up carts. And it's like, it drives me It's like, I just want to tell them, stop posting that shit. Yeah. It would not sound triggered, but... 
All it does is encourage some knucklehead who wants to get famous to go out and fuck up carts on the thing. Yeah. It's not funny. Or they're running over their buddies. Yeah. Could you imagine one of but us like, ran you see the, the guys like, I fucking want to beat you one of you. I don't know how many times, probably once a week, it's some dude that dumped one in the lake. And then like four drunk guys standing around laughing. Yeah, laughing. Like, stop posting that. Because no. all it does is encourage the next dude, like, oh, if we get this, we're going to go viral with this. I'm going to run you over. We're going to dunk this in the lake. It's going to be hilarious. But the dude that jumps Fuck. off the par three from the back tee to the front tee and slams his well, chest hilarious. into it, it's absolutely I swear hilarious. that guy's knocked out. you want to fuck shit up, keep doing that. Yeah, that dude yeah. was ruined. Yeah. Ruined. It's like, yeah. I know the, uh, that's, not, that's the triggered Dan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there was those th- four knuckleheads, and they found the bubble, the irrigation yeah. leak under the ground, so it made the huge bubble. Yeah. One of them's walking on it, so the fat bastard in the other car is like wheels up, and he just start, decides to drive over the bubble yeah. while it just pops buries it and buries it. the car. Yeah, funny as shit, right? But it's just like, stop. Yeah, just stop, stop posting that, because yeah. it's not Do us a favor. It's not funny. And, nah. Uh, the shitty part about that is we probably got a couple of those people listening and they're like, oh yeah, watch this. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> So I fuck you guys. I don't think my members are listening, so we're good. <laughs> so fuck you guys if you're the ones doing it. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's really beating it up, the, the traffic on those single. That's why I asked you what is going to go on here. Yeah, I, I know, know we are going too. back to... Are you? Uh, yeah, we're making it uh, mandatory that it's back to two. And I think we're... Doing that, you're not even going to pay for it. Like, we're getting rid of the donation thing. You're not paying like, for it. Like, right now, we have a donate $20, and we donate it to the COVID relief mm-hmm. fund. And uh, and it's actually on the, you know, receipt. You can write it off on your taxes, the whole deal. But we're getting rid of that um, come when we open after overseas. But Eagle, just, Eagle Mountain down there, they, they got rid of single carts starting the 6th or 7th, you know, Monday, probably? Yeah. So well, going can, back to riding together. You can well. Here's the thing. Apparently, on the website, you can buy a car for fifteen bucks. Right, extra. Yep. Okay. So they're doing the same thing we are, but it's fifteen bucks. Okay. So if you want a cheaper deal, you can go over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just the things that you know. You wonder what's going to happen because the expectations are going to be really, you know, the same high. But most golfers don't realize the the other issue it's causing. You know get it if you you know we've talked about it a hundred times if you have a you know family members that's sick or all the nonsense that you really need to be riding in another car i get it but when you you're willy-nilly in every day of your life and you're coming to play with your wife or you you know a couple of your buddies that yeah. you're around all the time just taking the single taking advantage of it just to play faster is right not, because it's not what it's meant for no it's absolutely not because you know one individual carts and then you're going to bitch about the conditions and how beat down it was right yeah yeah and i saw it and that was uh it was like i said it was kind of shitty to see but hey the other thing i did notice about the covid thing in california is there is no there's nobody bitching about it or it didn't seem where we were Mm -hmm. you know it's the rules they follow everybody's putting their masks on everywhere whereas here you still see people you know wheeling into the 7-eleven or you know circle k's and stuff or whatever store you know, just like you can see that that's a no, I'm not wearing this thing. Yeah. Whereas back there was a 7-Eleven. We all roll in there, throw them, chuck the mask on, and person goes to step in there. And lady behind the counter, it's it's not, excuse me, sir or ma'am, um, you're going to have to be masked. If we cross the line, no. Hey, get out. Yeah. Get out. And, you know, person, oh, shit. You know, most of the time they wheel out. But it is a, a firm stop. To get coffee, we had to 7-Eleven, 
went over to grab a cup. Nope, can't sanitize, put gloves on. She hands you the cup from behind the counter. You go over, yeah. grab your coffee, come back, and she'll give you a cover when you pay for it. I, I got a pretty good story you know, So it was, what I, I guess my point is what I saw is they are much more harsh. Or at least following the rules more. The general public is following the rules a lot more uh, than we seem to be out here. I got a side side story. I'm not sure. I don't know if you should put it on or not, Annie. But last week I'm driving to work on Dynamite. It's two lane road. There's a truck. It's 50 miles an hour. There's a truck in the right lane going 47, and then I'm behind the suburban in the left going 47 in a 50, and I'm gonna lose it. Right, because I had already come down dynamite in single lane, no passing, and a dude going 45 and a 50. So yeah. we get to the two lane, I'm like, all right, I can bust through. Nope. So finally, there's a little gap, like the suburban speeds up a little bit. So I shoot through, and then I stop at the, the Circle K for a coffee. So I'm in there getting a coffee, and I, I hear this dude go, you don't know how to fucking drive. And I go, and I kind of like look at him, I go, what? Like, I, you're talking to me? He goes, I'm the one you just cut off up there. Go, you're the dickhead doing 47 and 50? He's like, I'm the one that learns how to drive, needs to learn how to drive? How about you get the fuck out of the way, dude? And he kept going. He kept chirping. You just need to learn how to drive. I'm like, dude, you were going fucking 47 miles an hour and a 50. And you were, I was blocked in. I needed to fucking go to work. You know? And he just kept chirping. Oh. And this dude is probably... Five seven buck ten, you know what I mean. So I know he had a plan going in. Yeah. Like he he saw me wheeling in. And he didn't, might not even need coffee. He yeah. Was, I'm gonna give this guy a piece of my mind. And I could just I wish I was in the car with him when uh, I stepped out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I, I mean I'm six four like two twenty five. <laughs> yeah. And I bet he was like shit. I'd like to imagine he was like shit. Did he, did did but he give you any more lip? He was just so as soon as I walked away, he goes, fucking idiot. And I turn around and go, what? Like, what, dude? What do you want? Yeah. What are you going to do? And he's like, I know that sounds like the hard old thing to say, but it's like, dickhead. Yeah. So then uh, I was like, are you serious, man? And then I turn around again, fucking idiot. And I just turned and looked at him. Oh. And I was like, enough's enough. I just got to yeah. get my stuff. And I wish I would have bought his coffee. <laughs> I was wheeling up. I'm like, I'm going to buy this guy's coffee. <laughs> and I wish I would have. But then I was like, I didn't know if he had extra shit. I didn't yeah. want to deal with it. But I no couldn't believe it. Jesus Christ. So I don't know that's if that's all, worth going that's on. That's how road rage and how people get fucking <laughs> their heads kicked in. And then that's how people get shot. It's like. There's all that stupid little shit like that. He right? couldn't resist. It's like, dude, you weren't even going the speed limit. Oh. And you're blocking me in. Obviously, just slow down. Obviously, I'm trying to go around. The guy in my lane's not getting out of the way either. Just slow down, let me go by, and then you can go back to going 47 yeah. and boxing everybody. And there's a line of cars behind me waiting to press, too. And, that was and you're the fucking idiot that doesn't know how to drive. 4.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning. 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> and I'm the idiot that doesn't know how to drive. Oh, oh shit. Maybe he was coming home from the night before and he had yeah, a little I would just love to know his plan before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get out and I'm going to beat yeah. this dude's ass. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm oh, just going to run my mouth in a public But now place. I still got to say yeah. something because yeah. I'm already committed. I'm safe You on need these to learn cameras. how to drive. I'm on safe on these cameras <laughs> in case this goes a little too far. <laughs> At least I'll get something I was wearing on. a white shirt. I'm like, man, I can't bloody this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's funny. Little fuckers. Yeah, yeah anyway, the uh, Jingweeds, uh, back to that. That was a great time. Thanks, boys, once again. Uh, there's plenty of stories. Uh, lost a lot of money. Uh, so we ended up losing. We came back on the last day. Uh, 
kind of rallied a little bit and won the day, so we won some money. Uh, I forget what the score was. Uh, I think we only had nine points. So we still got boat raised. Um, no one really shined playing golf, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like one team really sucked yeah. and the other one really killed I, it. It was I just kind of tired and by. I suck tired and hungover too. Like, I'm never going to play well. Yeah, and that was the other thing. Uh, you know, we boozed a ton, just hung out on the beach, and pretty much every night uh, just ordered. We ordered food. Yeah. You know, just brought it back to the patio. Uh, the best Western in Carlsbad. I would, uh, pound for pound, one of the better places. <laughs> uh, so thanks to them. Uh, Big we had a nice, best nice patio. Drew bought his guitar. So there was sing along night. Uh, that was a good time. Just playing tunes with the, with the acoustic and 10 o'clock shut down and we'd walk across the street with a cooler beers and sit on the beach and shoot shit and yeah. listen to the waves and then up to bed at 1.32 in the morning and redo it all over again. <laughs> uh, had some uh, Maine lobster. Really? Out there, yeah. It was uh, a, long a way little Maine. lobster stand. Yeah, lobster rolls. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> You're a long way from Maine. Yeah, I know, but it was all trucked in and uh, me, both me and McDonald. We gave it the plus sign. Really? Yeah, heavy plus sign. They had clam chowder. That was another plus. It was real oh, yeah. deal shit. It was none of that fucking Manhattan bullshit, you know. Or the lobster wasn't the shitty Pacific rubber stuff that <laughs> throws out here. Uh, no, it was a real deal shit. So kudos to them to really stick to it. I mean, the fucking place was called Wicked Maine Lobster. <laughs> I mean, it was like... Uh, Suck okay, you, you... Well... That's a bold move. Like, if you're fucking full of yeah. shit, but even still, even if you were main lobster for the real deal, come on, dude. That's a, that's, that's going a little far. <laughs> we did rip on the name quite a bit, though, because that was a little much. So, anyways, that was good. And, uh, yeah, so, if you want it next year, it's uh, going to be that same weekend or this coming weekend, the weekend after Labor Day. Okay. Uh, we're just gonna pick a date, and that's the date it's gonna be every year. And I'm pretty sure that was number well, that was number six. That was the fifth one I was on. Uh, like I said, Andrew and uh, Casey went to Prairie Club. The first one, just the two of them. But uh, they've all fallen pretty much on this same time. Yeah. So we're just gonna say that works best for all of us to oversee. Kind of shuts everything down for the summer and kind of gives us a little getaway to gear up for the. You know the uh, upcoming season. So anybody else out there that I advise doing it, you know, it's a good time and it's uh, well. I think it's well worth it until you lose a fucking grip of money. <laughs> but at this point, I pretty much lost everything I gained. And you're not paying a ton for golf. Year. Yeah, you know, getting all the golf is pretty much hooked up, or we pay a cart fee. Yeah. You know, so that works out. It eases but, the bet. But I advise, yeah, it does a little bit. And this year, definitely. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Without Otis cranking up the bets quite a bit, mm -hmm. uh, there was not quite as much money that went around that usually yeah. does. Even though I got mouthy because I've been playing good golf and uh, decided to bet Cope a couple too many times, and, uh, <laughs> he fucking crushed me. And then we're riding home the second day after Javier. He's like, after I just lost another fifty bucks to him, he says, "Maddie, you want you want tomorrow too?" I'm like. Fuck no, dude. Fuck <laughs> you no. You should have taken it, right? should have taken it because it was the only day I would have won. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker. 
I was pissed, but at that point, 90 bucks deep, I just couldn't see myself. Because I was the only way I would have done it is doubling it. Yeah, right. You know? And I was like, no, nah, I don't need to be doing this because we're already getting, already getting throttled in the game. <laughs> so the big money wasn't coming back. So I lost it. Almost everything I won last year. Yeah. So it's all a wash. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, we're, uh, we're going to put together a plan soon. We're going to pick the places, I think, and have them anchored in for the next couple of years or at least the dream this is where we're going to go here this is we're going to go there and then uh we thought maybe three years from now maybe possibly getting back onto a plane you know yeah so i think next year depending on what's going to happen we might be able to get on a plane next year but you know a good a good mm-hmm. ride you know i would love to hit like the whistling straits area yeah that would awesome. be one uh we keep throwing around bandon but i think bandon has to go into november because that's when the rates drop. Yeah. And there's no getting hooked up there. Wouldn't be like 300 you know? around or something Yeah, ridiculous. and then it drops to like 100 around. Really? Yeah. And then, or 150 bucks. But yeah, right in prime season, no. Yeah. You know, that's that's a couple thousand bucks, and I'm not going to do that on golf. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't even pay to play Torrey Pines, so what yeah. am I going to do, you know, <laughs> paying for all of those plus caddies? Yeah. But, I don't know, we'll see. That's the, uh, that's the plan anyways. So, uh, what else is going on with your golf course? Pretty much, you're done. You're just waiting to oversee it. I got seed came in this week, uh, so the rats are loving it. Uh, I bought some uh, little rat pellets, you know, that you shove underneath all the seed things. And I had the bag in my fucking cart. And uh, this morning, we come in, and one of the guys flicks on the lights, and one is jumping out of the back of my cart with a nug in his mouth. So I know the shit works, or at least they like, like a it. cigar. Now I get to see if he likes it. He was in my car and fucking jumps out of my car, and he's got a little nug. And the bag had been torn up, so he'd been going back and forth. That's the idea with these things: is that yeah. they grab them and bring them to their little nest. Right. So the babies go nut nights once they start eating them. Uh, so yeah, they definitely picked up a bunch of those things. But fuckers, once you bring that seed in, I don't know how you keep them. cat. I know. I see you got a new little member to the fucking shop. Yeah. Uh, what's it? What's her name? Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah. I need a cat, but uh, or a couple of them. See, I've got some some uh, wild ones or whatever shop cats out there. Yeah. So that that helps too, and then I got her inside for the. I need a couple wild scorpions. shop cats. Yeah. Yeah, they'll keep birds, all the fucking bugs, roaches, yeah, and all that I don't shit. Big, red, big rat problem with my seed, but I got those cats out there. Yeah. I guess I didn't have it when I was at Coco because we had the. Uh, the junkyard right next door to us, and they cats yeah. lived in those things like it was condos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they used to come and hang out, but we didn't have the rats and shit. So I guess I guess I need a cat, but going to probably get smoked by the coyotes sooner or later. I mean, I'm not things, leaving them inside. No, they've been around for since I've been here. They were babies. No, they trapped them and spayed and neutered them. Oh, okay, they did. Yeah, yeah. But they're still there. They go, sometimes I'll leave and there's one just chilling outside. As soon as I open the door, it bolts. But. Yeah. It lives down in my yard. Sweet. I'm going to have to look into that. Get somebody on Craigslist that's looking to get rid of a couple of fucking scrounges. I don't want to take someone's house cat. Like, Lucy's, yeah, right. Lucy's an ex-house cat. Yeah. She lives in here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to take somebody's house cat. <laughs> oh, it's declawed? Oh, good. Go live outside. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, good luck. There might be some worms over there. Yeah. So it's snack. You're just buying coyote food at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you guys are pretty much ready to overseed anyways. I'm, I got the verticutter finishing up on the front side of my place. Uh, got rid of the verticutter on the greens. 
Um, and now I'm down to the grooming every single day. Yeah. Heavy grooming. You know, it's it's starting to show it's, you know, it'll soon be showing pretty good, you know, lines and they're getting deep in there. So I'll probably do that for another week. And I'll maybe lay off and then do it in the first few days before we overseed. But uh, this week we'll finish verticutting, uh, mow everything down to 500, the whole place. And then I'll spray, pre, uh, well, I'll spray the Primo next week, beginning of the week, and then I'll come right behind it, spray Diquat, burn the leaf blades, mm -hmm. and then we uh, seed right into that. And then once I seed it, I mow it in. So, yeah. Yeah, I mow it in at 375. So I kind of use those clippings, which it's not much because the whole place is so bone dry by then. There's yeah. so much Primo in the plant that it's not growing at all. But that kind of adds as a little bit of a mulch, and it also helps push that seed down in there. The other idea is I hope it, I kind of crack that shell to help the moisture get into that seed a little bit uh, quicker and you know more efficiently. We'll see how it goes. Uh, the weather needs to definitely change here, quick style. We're still 100 and, think it's 109 or something out there right now. 111 today. Uh, I have not gotten a single drop of rain. Have you gotten any of it here? You had like half an inch. Half an inch. It came in half an hour, so a lot of it cheated off. Yeah. I heard uh, with the guys that we were playing, the west side got hit pretty good, I guess, over the past couple of days. Well, last week, I guess last, what was it, yeah. Sunday, Monday, it rained throughout the yep. valley. Yep. Saturday, we were driving out of town at 11.30 in the morning and on the west side on the 10. It started pouring. <laughs> You know, and then we got onto the eight and it rained a little bit there and then it stopped. And I had heard that, you know, up the west side they had had, you know, shit. I think Freddie said at his house, 0.9. Really? Andrew, I think, had at least a half an inch, you know, maybe a little bit more. So finally it came to a bunch of them, but I don't want it at this point. Do not rain at my place because that means the whole desert and the whole canyon and everybody's cul-de-sac has to drain onto the golf yeah. course. And there'll be so much shit out there that I'll be stuck in cleanup mode like I was last it's year. Gonna happen. But I'm at this point, please don't rain. The last two, I think, it's rained right after I dropped seed. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, and being the first ones of the year, too, pretty much. First big ones. Yeah. The perfect scenario would be like 10 days after overseed when it's popped and, and rooted to oh, get yeah. like a half inch oh, or two give hours. Me, give me yeah. a little tiny drizzle. Shit, yeah. you can give me that right now, but that isn't the season for you know, no, right, right now. It's, we need a blast. A blast comes through first, then it kind of settles in for yeah. a day or two of nice slow rains, but that first one's going to be a fucking oh, bitch. Yeah. It's going to be a mess. But it's going to be the day after I drop two, or the day before I'm supposed to drop, so everything's just soaked and we yeah. have to wait. The day, last year, the day I was supposed to drop, three, yeah. three and a half inches of rain. Took me a week to clean up the place. So I get four weeks to oversee, and last year it was cut to three because it was a week that I had to spend cleaning up. Yeah. You know, inches and inches of silt, rocks, debris everywhere. Um, there was things, I mean, I overseeded into areas that... In the past, in my life, I would have thought, never, ever, ever can we overseed into this. Just thick silt. And it was because I didn't have the time, yeah. expenses, you know, whatever it was. It was, this is, we need to do this mm -hmm. right now. And the ownership was okay with, hey, this isn't going to be, this could possibly not be good. You know, what comes out of it? Probably the, I'd say top two overseeds I have, of course. you know, yeah. of course, right? So now it doesn't even matter what happens. Oh, yeah. you take, you know, take whatever you can get and 
just chuck seed, it'll grow. You know, no biggie. <laughs> you did it last year, you did it the year before, you did yeah. it every other year. It's oh fuck. You're right. You know, it always seems to work out. Yeah, we get so crazy stressed about it. Which brings me to uh, another crazy stress story that I had the other day. So we're two weeks out from overseeing, right? And we have a problem in the clubhouse with the sprinklers for the fires, fire sprinklers inside the clubhouse. That pipe doesn't have water in it. And we find this in the inspection, you know, the yearly inspection. Hey, you got no water in here, there's no pressure or anything. What's going on? What in the world happened? You know, last year's we had it. The place was renovated three years ago, so we had it. It was all pretty much new, or at least it was checked then. It all works. So they start digging up right out in front of the clubhouse, and uh, they're digging away. Another company comes in to do it all. They're digging uh, a couple things. They hit old sprinklers. I get a phone call. Got old sprinklers. You know, it used to be all uh, irrigated plants. Now I have it all desert landscape around the clubhouse. Hey, don't worry about it. They're all old, yeah. you know. About 1.30 in the afternoon, I get a phone call. Hey, we hit a wire. We hit a bunch of wires. What? We need help. You know, what's it for? So I wheel up there, and I see the big black one and the big white one. And I'm like, fuck, and the pipes. Yeah. So the pipes, immediately right away, I figure out why they don't have water. Because last year, during overseed, we had a pipe break underneath the car path right in front of the clubhouse. Well, it was... Shit, I had dropped seed when it, when it blew out the concrete. So there was a couple holes, or the green, the putting green, I was watering with just this makeshift can out in the middle of the, uh, out in the middle of the green, just coming on. You know, we'd turn it on by a key, and it would run, or through the quick coupler, sorry, and we'd run it that way. That's how we were overseeding around the, or the putting green. So while we're trying to put a new valve on it, so we decide we're just going to valve it off. It's part of the original irrigation system. Right. When the new one went out in 2008, they looped it across the street behind number nine. And then it comes across the street back the other direction through number 16. Okay. So that's how it loops around the whole property. So I'm like, all right, one pipe like this, I got plenty out there. Boom, change it in the computer, you know, in the flow and get rid of that pipe. We're all set. Never think that the fucking clubhouse fire uh, plumbing is hooked up to the fucking golf course irrigation system. How does that happen? Right. So we stand there and I'm like, well, I know why you don't have water. Because that valve on the, on the uh, driving range is shut off to close the loop where it crosses yeah. in front. And then we valved off last year the other end. And uh, so how can we figure out if this works? So I'm like, all right, you already broke a wire of mine that kicked out all the irrigation. That was the main line that went out to all the irrigation because they still tied into that because they didn't have to pull it through anywhere else to right. get to 11 range and through 16. So I said, all right, you already did that. We don't need to turn any valves or anything like that because here's the deal. You're not going to be able to use this irrigation water for the fire sprinkler here in 2020. Maybe in 1982 or yeah, whatever it was, right. when this was hooked up, maybe I get it. And the guy says, well, why not? And I said, well, how about if lightning strikes your clubhouse, starts a fire, in all of that sends a volt through, or a shock through all the wires and blows up my irrigation, yeah. you know, the pump station. 
So now you got a building burning and the pump station the is down and you don't have anything. He's yeah. like, oh yeah. He goes, yeah, insurance would probably have a problem with that. Well, can we see if we got water here? All right, fine. Uh, in the main line, it's still busted. So we wheel it open. Yeah, but we're going to crack it open. Yeah. And I'm kind of like real iffy about this. But even if you, you got to pressurize it to pressurize the building anyway, right? Right. But we thought, this is their thought. And this is when I said, no, you're not going to be able to use irrigation. If, if the town of Fountain Hill signed off on that, we could use that irrigation mm -hmm. water with all that situation coming on. I said, I'm not ever signing another permit for this town to build another thing. They're little, you know, they're little punks over there. And, that, and everything you touch, you can sign a permit for. Yeah, right. You know, they're always running around, sniffing around noise ordinances. And I had a neighbor across the street from me call them. And then the guy had to come down, the city inspector, had to get a uh, decibel meter, stand out in front of the guy's house across the street to listen to the sound of my uh, well pumping water that tiny little hum right You're kidding me. yeah the birds were sending off the uh the meter louder than and the, he couldn't even get a good meeting because of the wind and the cars going by. it wasn't even picking up my thing i mean it's this tiny little hum when i we went back and looked at his email uh the bottom was of this company i googled the company and they make sound barriers oh is that right yep fucking that was his way of a sales pitch just come over and give the card and be like, hey man, I make sound barriers if you yeah. guys are interested. Right. No, instead I'm going to wheel, I'm going to call the town inspector. He knows that guy's going to be right over there yeah. sniffing around what's going on. But anyways, my point is I'm not ready to do this. But I call the, the assistant. I jump in the hole. I'm like, hey, crack that thing. And I'm just waiting to feel air coming. Then I was going to say, all right, you're done. Nothing. I'm like, hey, you know, on the radio, hey, fire it up again. You know, crank it open. It opens it. Hey, man, I got nothing. Do it again. And he's got, he calls back. He's like, you sure? I pretty much have this thing wide open, and I could hear water coming through it. So I'm like, what the fuck? I jump out of the hole. I look back at him. He's out on the uh, putting green facing me. Sorry, the chipping green facing me. Driving range is behind him. There's four fountains in the middle of the driving range floor on the back hill. It's the old irrigation line, <laughs> and that's what it feeds. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Issue is, we painted a red X on the valve that we shut off the year before. Yeah. Well, when the guys were cleaning or to mow or whatever, the boxes might have... And they got switched. <laughs> so we got four things. Well, we so go the to, dude's just standing there with fountains of Adam. Yeah, he's looking at me back the other direction, and I'm like, holy shit, no, the water's going... I'm more, like, shut that off. More! <laughs> so we go to show that valve them. hasn't been open since 2007 or 6 yeah. when the irrigation went in how good do you think it closed it didn't no we were in we were in panic mode <laughs> panic mode there for a while yeah it wouldn't close and we, oh. we dug it up we were coming up with a plan of this is how we're going to have to fix this I got two weeks to oversee this is not the deal that I need oh, um, the only one that was going to help me fix that was going on vacation the next day. Uh, it was it was a scary moment. And then finally I said, you know what? I said, let's go shut off. So we went and shut off a couple other valves just to see if it was connected to our still original. Uh -huh. You know, we didn't know if that was old city water because the thing came in off of city water years, you know, years and yeah. years ago. And if it's hooked to the fire plumbing, then maybe it is still city water. 
So we shut a bunch of things up, now water shuts down. So while it was uh, closed down everything, I did a couple open, close, open, close, open, close, open, close, and we realized that it started closing a little bit more. And I just said, fuck it. I said, next week we're digging up that box, we're burying the valve, and we are never touching that valve yeah. ever again. But still, I guess it goes on to the point of, when you're gonna go put in an irrigation system, know what the guys are doing when you when yeah. they put these things together, because they're pretty much gluing stuff and bailing, and they're going on to the next project. You, and never where's the drawings and the maps? I have really good ones. And it's not on there. Yeah, it's because the superintendent that put it in, superintendent, uh, superintendent that the put it section. in, yeah, put in the first half. That was their way of getting around everything. Ah, fuck it. Or maybe he thought this was my only way to save my job. And fuck it, the next guy's going to have to deal with this thing. <laughs> well, now, 12 years later, here I am dealing with it. I love that there's a fountain. In my head, I just imagined four. Four. 20-foot fountains. And the dude's exactly. just cranking. I don't know what's the problem is, man. This thing's wide open. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, yeah he was looking at people me. People were scattering. And he's just going... He's like, I don't know. He said back to me, he's like, you sure? It's wide open. I was like, yeah, man, just go ahead. And I jumped out of the hole. I look over. I'm like, ah, okay, shut that down. <laughs> so Ricky takes off to go down there. And he comes and we meet driving back up. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I was like, what? He's like, those are old cans. No, so sure. what popped out of it was what looked like a plug from the greens because <laughs> it was all grass and shit. It shot up out of the air too, yeah. It was fucking great. And then uh, two of them were actually still had the sprinkler heads in them. Oh, really? Yeah, out on the range floor. But they blew up, you know, the giant piece of turf. <laughs> and then I couldn't get them to shut. So two, the two sprinklers are barely pissing as they're going around and around. I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck are we going to shut this down at this point? It was a fucking nightmare. So is that just but, an electric valve? So the old one? Because why would it turn on if the valve's open? This is not the power of the pen to go on. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's an electric valve. Just... Everything was all, it's all disconnected. It was all just pressure that just blew right through. It had <laughs> no foot valves. Yeah, them, that's obviously. why. Okay. You know, the old ones. So I'm sure at one point, those are, I mean, they're old impact heads. Yeah. You know, and uh, I'm sure at one point that's how they did it. They had the night watermen just opening and closing valves. Had to be. Water shit. God dang. You know, that's it was, in uh, kind of the idea is, have you, you know, what brought me onto this is, you know, in years past, uh, we've decided to do car path work two weeks before we overseed. You know, all this stuff. I said, finally at the end of all this, when I got that closed, I said, that's it. From here on up, can you guys promise me one thing? No projects two weeks to a month outside yeah. of overseeding. Right. Stop getting people in here. What are we doing digging with a track hoe? You know, like, why wasn't this figured out a while ago? You know? Yeah. When they said, hey... We don't have water here. I mean, the, the hoops and the time that we've had to wait to get the fire marshal out there to inspect it. He wheels over, takes, sticks his head, looks right in the hole. He's like, all right, call me when you guys figure it out and bails. I'm like, wait a second. Doesn't that guy have, like, maps of where the water comes from? Like, they should know where their shit's hooking up. Yeah. You know, like, all right, so if there's a house on fire, 123 Johnson Road. Hey, there's a house on fire, and the out goes, and I have no idea. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's 2020. I'd imagine they get the dispatch. Whoever dispatches up the map, I bet it beeps what fucking hydrant 
they're going to. I bet they're going to a hydrant more than they are going to a house. Yeah. If not, I just rewrote the rules on fucking chasing <laughs> fires. So shouldn't there be like maps of water of where yeah. they are hooking That's in? That's what I'm saying. Where are these and maps? This is to the fire. You know, they yeah. have a deal with this. So, you know, this, you'd think the city did. The dude that was digging up the pipe and trying to fix it, he told me no. He's like, as soon as it reaches private property, the minute it crosses that line, it's mm-hmm. all on the property. Nothing to do with them. But you know insurance ain't going to put up with them no. hooked up to the irrigation system, no. or I'd be shocked if they did. Again, if they allow well, that... Think about all the shit you pump through there. I don't know. The acids exactly. and... Yeah, and really that was another thing I said. So we're going to... Fertilizers I mean, on fire. I don't know if it'll do anything. Right, but, at that point, the parts per million. I even said that to the yeah. guy that was digging the hole. I said, hey, I got fertilizer running through this thing. I said, the parts per million that I'm running is so little. Right. That it's not like going to ignite it anymore. And who cares if fertilizer gets on your car? What about the fucking clouds? acid? Yeah, I don't know. It's got the little caution shit all over at the pump station because well, I don't of know it. if it's flammable or not, but I don't but, know if you want to be pumping that on. I don't know. But still, I'm sure that, again, the parts per million are so small yeah. that it's the fire's going to go out, and that's what you're looking to do. But if that is how we hook it back up, I'll be blown away. Blown away. But I'm, I'm pretty surprised. sure we've already put the foot down. Yeah. Me and the GM were talking. It's like, no, that can't be how it's going to no. happen. This has it's to be done correctly. Because... We even said, you know, it's like selling a house. Like, you're going to go sell that years down the road, and the first thing someone's going to be like is, uh, on inspection, we found that it's hooked up to the irrigation system. No, that's not happening. <laughs> you know, you need to fix that. So right. that's pretty much, uh, you know, have you had those experiences of a, you get the call, hey, we're going to be doing this at this place, and you are maybe about to oversee it, or what, have no. you got some airification project going on? Nothing crazy. They just I think get in the way. But literally, the last two years, I've had a mainline break on a car path. The week before, or coming up pretty close to overseed, or not long after, where we had to bust out the concrete and dig it up on both separate golf courses. Oh. So literally, like right around, like the week of, I can't remember exactly, but it was overseed was. But that's kind of. It's like we need to get this fixed. Yeah, you're now. doing. But it's kind of it was. It's nice in the fact that. We didn't need to lay the concrete right away because the car path nobody yeah, was right. using it, so it wasn't that much of a mad scramble. But see, yeah, every every year it's some something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's not rain or mainline break in, you know, like I just deal with that pump station issue where because of COVID I couldn't get parts for yeah. s- seven weeks. It took them to get it fixed. Yeah. And like if I was dealing with that overseed, I mean. Because all the heads were clogging. Every day we're cleaning like 50 heads. And it would be pull the filter out of the bottom, clean it out, put it back in, watch it for a minute, turn around to go fix another one, and you turn back around and then and the pressure's gone again. again. Yeah. And so luckily that's kind of ironed out. But uh, last year, I think during overseed on one of the golf courses, we had uh, my irrigation boxes. They weren't, weren't running the head. Everything, the computer here was right. Everything out on the clock seemed right. But then you would go there and be like, water scheduled zero. It's like what? We couldn't, it was so we would go manually until I don't can't remember how we figured it out what we did to fix it. Or maybe I just put it in standalone. Yeah. But there's a couple of times where just you know everything's kind of germinating. You can see water running, and then it's like, well, why isn't that clock running? It's like you know. Yeah. It's, I don't and so know. you have to put it in standalone, or I make its own program where it runs. So. Yeah, I know. You know, with the automatic system, I usually. You know, as soon as I start cutting programs, you know, yeah. one night I'll pretty much shut the whole computer down and then restart it all, like, in the middle of that. Because it's working. 
yeah. constant. You know, all yeah. it is is just constantly sending message, message, message. And, and what is it? The first few, you know, the first few days, it's like seven minutes in between, like the whole program yeah. running again. Well, that's what I ran into. Time to run, you know, and make changes and all that shit. It's easier with links, but when I had Site Pro, you had to wait till everything was stopped and you had yeah. like the seven minutes to get in there. Do it and re-download it. Get it all going, and you're sitting there watching this thing, and it's, you know, the blue bar is cranking across your screen, and you're looking, you're like, "Fuck, it's got one minute to go." And yeah. Then, whoop, then you hear them stop beeping away and firing up again. So it's much easier with links. My know? first overseer on one of my golf courses, what I didn't realize is when you do the range with the the overseer, because we had already overseed the year before the range separate, and they did it at the same time and. The range was slow to germinate, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" But the water, because we added the range to that overseed, the water window was pushing it out. So a couple of heads, oh yeah, like but different heads at different times were not running. So then it was like, once we figured that out, it's fine. By the, mostly Just it was the range. The window a little bit. Yeah, stretch. Luckily, it was the range, and you know, yeah. no traffic, so it might have been like three days behind. But those are little nuances just from being in a new place and that first overseed not knowing. So now we know we separate yeah. those out. But there's always shit. It's always something, right? Three or three inch rainfall right after you put seed down. So you're reseeding yeah. again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have not had one of those where I had to go reseed the whole golf course, oh. but I know this. One year they uh, overfilled the lake on White Wing. The, so a utility fills my lake yeah. and then I pump out of there. Well, they overfilled it, and I get here, and there's a river running right down the middle of Nine Fairway, and it's you know shit water. My water's terrible. Yeah, tons of salt, and the grass is already germinated. But I would go over there and pull the leaf or the plant, and yeah. just the leaf would come out of the crown, and oh. so the whole middle strip, and it was like one week out of overseed or one week away yeah. from opening. So I basically had to block off that everywhere the water ran for yeah. however long that was was smoked and we reseeded all that so for probably two or three weeks after overseed that was roped off yeah and but you can't do your normal growing schedule oh, yeah. either yeah so it right. takes a little while longer for it to germinate or anytime there wasn't golf we try to get over there and put some water on it yeah but when we're overseeding we're, we're watering all day long yeah. you can't do that in the middle of play so that sucked oh that that does suck i mean it comes it probably by november you probably couldn't even really tell no it's fine what's it on it's that shit you know there can't be just an overseas where everything is just that was awesome yeah the weather was perfect last year it was too cold on my second overseed it took forever to yeah. i mean a lot of guys in town i think had the same thing where the seed just took forever to germinate and guys were kind of panicking like maybe they got a bad batch of seed right. everybody i mean i probably had conversation with six different superintendents it's like how's your seed looking is it coming i had a tee box that we didn't even open when the golf course opened just for whatever reason these two tees took forever huh. and like two weeks later right and they might have worn back up a little bit but yeah um, we have a frost yeah there was i think frost there was a october. frost october yeah was frost yeah that was, was the crazy. earliest i think i've ever all seen. my south facing slopes are a week behind the north facing one just because it was so cold yeah i don't know uh... I don't know if once it's supposed to drop into the 90s next, I guess, the yeah. next week. But then if you look at the real far on forecast, you know, by like the 14th, it's supposed to be back up to like 106 or something. Those guys overseen the 14th. Yeah. Um, well, shit, there's one in Vegas that's already open. Yeah, that's insane. Um, I don't even know. And the other ones are probably not far behind. That scares um, me with the ones that are going earlier. Because if it's a success, yeah. then you know that trickles down. Well, they they were, can do it. We can do it. They were seeding... Uh, 
I think it was Chiricahua up at Desert Mountain overseeding into it because they keep all cool season yeah. on that. But just seeing, you know, them bombing seed around on it and yeah. uh, perfect, you know, from the video, the fairway looks primo. Yeah. You know, it looks awesome. You see the truck bombing around, chucking the seed and everything. But, uh, yeah, this is the season, baby. Let's We need it to cool down, though, because uh, two weeks away with 100 degrees temp, uh, disease will be cranking. Always. And then... Uh, you know, just trying to keep it alive. My water, I worry about my lake, like not having enough water to run that many stock times. Last year it was perfect because it had rained so much that the soil, you know, was moist. Yeah. So I didn't have to re, uh, you know, moisten the soil. So it was taking water right away. So that helped a ton. And uh, it's got me pretty much thinking that I'm going to go into this, you know, watering almost right up too. You know, I'm not going to dry it out as much as I usually do. Usually I cut... By the week, it's like, you know, the week out, it's every other night, and then uh, gets to the point where the last, like, four nights is absolutely no water on it. But I think I'm going to go closer to that, you know, maybe two nights out, because it helped out a ton. Yeah. So, but looking forward to it, I guess, a little, you know, as it much as I time. always... It is a fun dread it. It's fun. It's a fun time, you know, it's, it's, it's sun up to sundown, running water, babysitting water, but once you get it done and you kind of just hang it out, it's... Uh, it's a little bit peaceful. You know, if everything's going good. Yeah. You know, it can become a really peaceful, you know, by like the third day of babysitting water and everything's wet, you know, things coming on, coming off. You haven't, you know, flushed 17 heads that day. You only <laughs> flushed two. You know, you fixed two pop-ups yeah. instead of 10. Everything's just kind of getting going. Then the flip-flops are on and you're just kind of cruising around. And it can get really peaceful out there. It's still amazing nice. every year. It's like how it works. We're from, we go from beating it up to 21 late, days later on a golf course that's on a to, totally different totally plane. Different. Yep. And it's like, is this going to work this year? And it works every time. Every it's, single year. It's yeah. awesome. Knock on, yeah. knock on wood. It's another <laughs> good year. Okay. Um, so what else is going on? We had the Jingwee. We had the golf course yep. update. We had a fuck up with an outside contractor that ripped out wires out of my ground we were in uh, another article for golf golf.com josh oh, nice. reached out to us we uh this one was about trees and i thought it was pretty interesting worth talking about is uh, i think azinger made a comment last week about you know kind of bitching about golf courses taking trees out and making it too much too easy too easy on the pros which i think kind of sent josh you know we need to not maybe have more or not take out so many because the pros are just so so easy for them anymore and he kind of reached out to us to say like why do you guys do it so we can inform in a you know for somebody to say oh it's making it too easy for the pros the pros are 150 guys at once a year at that property right you know what i mean for first and foremost i think as the game is slowly dying why would we make stuff more difficult? Yeah. We got to make it easier. We, it's it's more fun to go out and shoot in the eighties than it is one hundred and ten. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, doing anything with success. Yeah, bringing you know? people back. You know, are you going to come back to a place you shot a one twelve at and just did not enjoy yourself at the time, or are you going to remember that round where you shot an eighty two or an yeah. eighty? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're going to want to go back to that place. Yeah. Pick my favorite golf courses here in town or the old Parkland stuff. Yeah. Because they help you score decently. Yeah. You come up shooting an 80. Like if you're, you know, usually shooting low 90s, you come up shooting an 80, 82, you're feeling yeah. pretty good. You go right. up and shoot a 112, it's like, that wasn't enjoyable. Right. And we got to make the game easier. It's a hard game as it is. We can't cater to 150 pros. Yeah. Those guys are going to go out and dial it in no matter where they're at. 
because right. I'm good. And you know, then you get into the you know the you know you ask me, and I'm going to say the growing grass part of it. Yeah. So you that know? was the most part of why. When you're here to grow grass, the game is played off of grass. It's not played out of trees. Right. Trees, the maintenance on trees. I mean, what are your budgets? You know, I don't have a tree budget. Uh, no. I know a golf course here in town that's got a tree budget. It's expensive. And they have a shit ton of trees, and he spends 150 grand a year yeah. on trimming those trees. You know, so super expensive. Then you got the root system that takes everything away from that's the turf. A big straw. So, and then for light. us out here, the shade. Right, light right? photosynthesis. It's yeah. hard to get light through those canopies. You know, if we're in an area that grew a cool season grass, okay, there's no problem there, but. Well, it's not as much of a problem, but we don't grow a shit of grass, you know, as far as Bermuda grass, yeah. underneath any of these trees out here. You know, unless it's trimmed up really good, right. there's tons of sunlight coming through. So if you don't got to, there's another good point, if you don't have the money to go trim them, you got a bunch of safety hazards out yeah. there. We had a windstorm out here with like the half inch, got tree branches down everywhere. everywhere. And uh, you, If you're out in a cart and these eucalyptus drop shit all the time, yeah. you know, that's not, I mean... You can't look at it as, oh, we got to make the golf course harder or easier. That's some, sometimes it's like there's a safety concern or air moving in and around greens. Yep. The plant's no longer able to cool itself off. You're losing turf there. It's a plant health thing. Right. And the game doesn't need to be harder. It's right. hard enough as it is. I think, yeah, it's hard enough. You put enough me on a football field, I don't know if I'm going to par that hole. Flat. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, that's an interesting thing that he would say something like that. I mean, it, it's not coming from who he is. But I'll tell yeah. you what, another thing, it's much easier to mow right over that area yeah. than get a guy out there weed-eating it. You so know, there's, added, there's so much money put into them that the amount that you got to put in, you just don't yeah. get the re- reward of making it easier. Right. We're not just out making, pulling trees out to make the trees easier. Yeah. If there's strategic trees on the golf course, we're going to do our best to maintain those. But, you know, we, these trees get out of control. I just whacked some branches off of a tree because it blocked the right side of the hole on right. one of the tee boxes. Yeah. So there's a playability aspect where we can't block off an entire side. When it was planted, it, that wasn't the right. intent. Yeah, I and have... it's 50 feet tall. I have one at my place. I have two of them, actually. The pine tree on number 17 box that hangs over if you're playing the orange. Yeah. And then the uh, eucalyptus on that same hole, if you play the blue tee on the other side, the branch hangs low that yeah. if you hit really off that tee, you should be hitting some sort of iron out to the middle. Right. You know, that's the smart play. But, I mean, if you hit a three, you know, even some people that hit driver pretty high, it'll get up into that one branch. I ain't get, you know, it's fucking yeah. 80 feet in the air. Yeah. It's a <laughs> giant <laughs> branch. I have nobody, you know, we're not going to spend the money on that. Yeah, how much? They put a couple thousand dollars to get that trimmed. Yeah, to get it trimmed up right. Yeah, I think it was, uh, what do you say, 2500 bucks per uke the other day. Oh well, see, I think I thought he said eight hundred, but he trims those all the time. Yeah. Now it could True. be twenty five hundred for one that hasn't been trimmed for twenty years. Mine's four grand then. You know what I mean? Every one of mine would be four right. grand. If you do it every year mm-hmm. and you have the budget to do it, it makes sense to not. All right, maybe we don't have to remove that tree. It's yeah. not a safety hazard. It's not in the way. But to have them and just to have them or to hold on to them because somebody doesn't want you to lose a tree. There's right. more into it than just yeah, us we, cutting trees down. We used to cut uh, the cutting the cups on the putting. It only happened at the putting green on mm-hmm. Highlands. Uh, mesquite trees on the opposite side of the car path. You'd get roots 
You know, yeah. so you got areas on the greens where you can't grow grass, and all of a sudden you throw a cup cutter in there, and you come out with tree roots. Yeah, and that's you know, they, they're going right to that. I mean, look at how much food we're constantly putting into that soil. Yeah, and you hope the turf is taken up, but you know, most everybody's putting in nutrients. You know, the whole thing. So that those trees are running, you know, roots over there yeah. to grab all that. So it's stealing everything from your your turf. Yeah, but causing I mean, roof problems. You know the raising of the roof, the root coming above the surface. Yeah, you know, the eucalyptus trees do it. The uh, that's the safety concern when it comes to golf too. It gets covered up with Bermuda grass. You go take a whack and yeah. smoke a root. I mean, you get end up with a broken wrist. Anyway, it was a good article. Josh does a good job of making me sound smarter than I am. Yeah, so it's worth going to golf.com and just checking it out. I mean. He does a good job, so, so me, I always yeah. worry about how it's going to sound. I know it was. It is very funny. Yeah, Josh, you do a good job because you know you're a writer and we're growing grass. Yeah. So having that conversation, trying to explain it to him, where it's pretty easy knowledge for me, but I'm trying to help him out yeah. writing it. You know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy did a great job. Yeah. When I get done, I'm like, man, I don't really sound like a ding dong. Yeah. And then I read, I'm like, oh, that sounds good pretty good. Good luck with that. Yeah. You know? yeah. He Here's a bag of shit. Turn right, that, yeah. Yeah. Turn right that into Google. a diamond. He goes right to Google and finds a real <laughs> article. It's a USGA just, article. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably save us a lot of time and energy if he just goes and reads this. Yeah. Shit, that's funny. But thanks, man. Thanks for doing it for yep. us. Uh, so we also had the uh, PGA Championship is going on this weekend. Um, did you watch any of it yesterday? Or the Tour oh, Championship? Yeah, I haven't watched any of it. FedEx Cup. I saw Rom and Dustin with tied both one at the top yesterday. Um, I don't know. It's got to be one of them. I don't know where Justin is. I really haven't paid attention, so uh, I'll check that out. Maybe did you see weekend. the finish last week? Uh, no, because we were golfing. Yeah. I didn't see any golf. I don't. That bender that Rom dropped to win. I don't know how you read that putt like that. Yeah, I heard it was a monster. Sixty-six footer, but he basically hit it parallel to the cup up off a ridge and it rolled all the way down in like i don't know how you read that line that's crazy never figure that out at least just get it close right get yeah close. with the right speed and dj made a long one right before that to send it to a playoff oh shit yeah it was yeah, awesome we didn't see any i didn't see any golf any sports uh you were mentioned you texted me a couple times sorry about the bees uh so apparently they lost while i was gone didn't yeah. see any of that uh, that sucks, um, just because it's the end of the season, and uh, a couple of them are gone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Krug's gone. Uh, if they spend the money to keep Chara where they could keep Krug I don't think point, you want to keep Chara. The dude's no, right, right. Good. You keep him because he is who he is. He's the captain. Right. He pays minimum. hometown discount. Um He's going to be 44. Maybe time right. to turn the C over to Bergeron regardless. So I saw this. Uh, you weren't watching. I thought this was very interesting. The game over. Uh, Chara bolts straight to the locker room. Bergeron stood outside the door and gave everybody the, you know, the high yep. fives or the knuckles or yep. the stick tap. Yep. Chara was gone. It was Bergeron by the door huh. with the A on. Interesting. Chara was the first, after the handshakes, Chara yep. was gone in the, with the C and... He went huh. through the line first, and Bergeron's at the door. Huh. Yeah, so I thought I that was know. interesting. Yeah, I think he deserves it. Oh, for, he's, you the know, he the he's the best player in the team. He's the best player in the NHL. And uh, Char needs to probably, you know, if they give him a really good deal to kind of be that mentor around there, but that's hanging another D-man on your bench, you know, all yeah. that shit. Or maybe he becomes, hey, 
you're on the team, but you know, you're the one we sub out, you know, that's yeah. that rides by, but you're just there to be there Black if you want to be there. But I think the C goes to Bergeron and For uh sure. and maybe going cheap on Charo would help keep Krug, you know. I mean, yeah, there's so many good deals on that roster anyway, yeah. that's why they've been able to stay so steadfast. But maybe they have other plans. We'll see. You know, I don't know still who else is gonna be free agents out there. So. How bad did you want Tuka back? <laughs> Two could have been nice. Two could have been real nice. Uh, yeah, Halak, you know, thanks for trying out, but, I mean, that's a whole other stage that you weren't ready for. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And uh, I would head to Big Five Sports if I were you and grab a bigger glove. And then I'd also get something, I don't know, invent something that when you drop to your knees and close your pads, that the middle of them are fucking closed. <laughs> Figure that out. Do a lot of drills in front of a mirror. Have your wife hit ping pong balls at a fucking tennis racket and you got to hit them back or whatever you need to do. Practice catching shit. Because I even heard real, like fucking Whitney said two days after we talked about this last yeah. week and I gave him shit. He's like, they figured him out. Just shoot at his glove. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I see that. I don't even do fucking yeah, hockey like work. Yeah. I mean, every time they just fire it right at his glove, and it was almost like he fucking lost it somewhere. Yeah. It was bad. And nothing, they weren't very clean. Like, you know, a guy goes yeah. in and it's really just to dump it in. Maybe the team needs the change, and they just got to fire one on net. They put it right into his fucking strike zone. And it's not fucking a clear snap. It's a, oh, got it. That's fucking nerve-wracking, you know, when the guy's just laying one in for you. But... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, it's going to be a good next good next series. I like the uh, the Dallas series. I think that's going to be. I think the the Knights are gonna. I think they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. Lightning look good if they can get Stamkos back. And they get. Kind of is he supposed to come back? I think it's maybe if they make the finals. But then it's like if the team's rolling, you kind of throw this wrench in there. He's gonna have a little rust to him, but. You gotta imagine Stamkos with a Stamkos little rust is better than anybody. Yeah. But he better be ready to go. Oh, the dude will be ready. Chuck, you don't chuck him in there. When yeah, eighty percent. But still, yeah. I mean, um, but isn't everybody at the at this time eighty percent? Yeah. In a normal year, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was it Reeves is gonna serve one game at the next series? Is he? Yeah, because that five minute major with one game misconduct. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't think it was a dirty hit at all. It was a timing thing. Yeah. But dude's face went across his nameplate. Like yeah. he, his head was turned around and he was coming back around when the but he got popped. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that was a crippling hit. Um, so I did tune into a very little bit of the Celtics because I, you know, I figured what the hell bees are done. Uh, they're up two zero. You know, playing the Raptors the other night, and I end up watching the end of that game, and, okay, they lose, but it's painful. Painful. Basketball is fucking painful. Really? The whistle blows. This is coming from a soccer guy. Yeah. Well, (laughs) soccer is constant action. There's constant action in the NBA. It's back and forth. Soccer is just like hockey on a bigger stage of bigger Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the team aspect of it. There's so much going on. Basketball is so individualized on a tiny box. Everybody get out of the way. I'm going to take this over. Very little ball movement. You know, and a couple of teams do it well. The Celts move the ball really well. Um, But I'm just saying the idea of how it is, 
There's so much setup that has to go on in sports, you know, soccer, hockey, you know, lacrosse is the same way. There's so much of the game outside of the points. And that's what I kind of, it's just like football. The whole strategy, it's like moving your men down the field to put yourself in a position. With basketball, down the court, chuck from wherever, two guys go up for a rebound, they're fucking 6'9", 6'11", 260-pound dudes, they graze each other, the whistle blows, the play stops. We start back over again. And we wheel around, then four guys stand in the corner while two of them dribble around and show us how they can, you know, dribble between their legs a hundred times, you know, drive to the hoop and fucking take another foul. It's like, what the fuck is going on? It's so slow to me compared to, you know, these other sports that... Okay, soccer is slow, but I look at it differently than I would basketball. See, I like like watching basketball. I like... I don't... I don't watch as much, even for, I watch baseball that comes around right now. I watch hockey because I love it in the constant action. I think it's a great game. But I can watch basketball and I can, like, I can appreciate how good these guys oh, really are. And they, they're unreal. The argument that there's no defense in the NBA, I know they got rid of the hand check, but who's going to guard LeBron James coming down the lane? Who on the earth? Right. And like, Steph Curry gets an inch of space and he's burying threes. Like, it's not that they don't play defense. It's just very yeah. difficult against the best players in the world. I think when you got here's what I'm wor- what I don't like. It's the ticky tack shit, the shit that happens away from the ball, that doesn't bother the play, and then when you got again, you got guys. They're big dudes, and they're gonna bump into each other. How the hell do you dribble between your legs five times and try and go by somebody while the guy's trying to play defense on you, and you're doing all these moves to get him to hopefully fucking break his ankles yeah he's gonna barely brush you but he's not hacking you on the arm mm-hmm. you're running with your shoulder into him yeah as you're going by like this contact incidental contact fuck it let him play you know yeah dude goes up and he hammers you and i get it that's a foul but fuck it you're gonna get tossed out of the game now or you're gonna get flagrant once yeah i can't one the other night on theus and fucking the celts it was you got a flagrant one it was like you've God, to be kidding me, he went by, you know, guy comes up to give him a set of pick. He's fucking 6'10", 6'11". The other dude setting the pick is one of the shorter dudes. So he catches him with a little elbow. He's trying to go by him. He didn't fucking chuck an elbow into his face. He went by and his elbow's at his eyeball level. Okay, he bumped the back of his arm into your chin. Flagrant. If he went by and chucked the elbow, Absolutely. But you're going by, and they go over there, and they review it, and it's like, the reviews. oh, flagrant. It's like, God, you've got to be kidding me. The reviews. I think all the referees are taking their pay. They're Joey Crawford page. Is that his name, the Crawford dude, the little ball so, yeah. guy, and his brother was the baseball Crawford? Uh-huh. Both of them made the game about themselves. Yeah. Both of them did. And now it seems every ref and every ump is starting to be like, hey, I can get on TV, or I can get a name for myself being a fucking douchebag. And... That's how we know them all, you know. It's almost like they're putting on their own act for that night. And that's the shitty part. I just missed the I missed the late 90s or mm-hmm. in the 80s hoops. And there was a little bit of oomph to it. The hand checks and the, yeah. You know. But, hell, I'm not arguing that they're not fucking unbelievable at the game, you know. 
but it's just as a spectator, I just have a tough time watching all the ticky tack shit. You know? That's why I can't watch college basketball. I don't know anybody can stand that. The eight minute non scoring like scoring droughts. Yeah. It's like it's unbearable. Miss layups and stuff, unbearable to watch to me. Football starts next week. I did watch a little bit of football this week. A little high school football was on really? ESPN the other day. Um, it was weird. You know, we were watching it and it's like, Oh shit, this is really happening right now. You know, which again I think I've talked about it before. We lived our whole lives one way. And we right. got six months of this weirdness, and it's hard to remember what it was like before. Yeah. You know, if that isn't a sign of how fast the world is moving around you and how quickly things fucking can change, and you just, everybody kind of just gets set in whatever way it is that's going on. Uh, but NFL starts Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I know uh, baseball had another COVID case. Uh, the A's were shut down for a little bit. And uh, so we'll see how fast it spreads throughout the NFL. But yeah, I think it's going to go, you know, college football teams are showing, you know, teams are loaded still with them, with it. Uh, they haven't, obviously, a couple of the smaller schools started. You know, yep. there was a couple of them that were on the other night that did like 25% uh, in the stands. Really? Yeah, 25% I don't even know why. why even risk it? If you're going to try to hang on to the game, just don't, until yeah. there's a stranglehold on, on the control. Just Yeah. Why, just why gotta, risk shutting it down again by having people there? That's just another factor that you can add to the possibility of spreading it. And a, another excuse to shut it down. Mm-hmm. You just don't have anybody until, until we got a handle on it and then let people in. Yeah, because no. you get people in the stands start spreading it, then we're going backwards again. Yeah, college. I know college is, you know, the couple that opened. I know a couple of them have closed mm-hmm. or at least gone back to online. You know, the big yeah. ones, Notre Dame did it right away. Eight days later. Eight days later, I saw U of A was, uh, yesterday was 120-something people tested positive, the highest. You know, each day it gets more and more and more now that they're back in class. Uh, so, yeah, I can see it all getting back to online. Good, Will, you'll be back working for me. Don't forget it. <laughs> Don't say I told you so when it happens. <laughs> That's the truth. All right, so we got NFL uh, coming next week. Uh, did you see one thing that I was going to say? Are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers loading up to, or what? They signed Fournette. Fournette yeah, but I don't for know. real cheap. That's going to be a good deal. You know, he's going to yeah. go get his payment, and uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. But uh, everybody wants to play with Tommy, including, I'm sure, a handful of guys and Patriots want to play for him. But that's whatever. <laughs> Dude, Cam uh, got named a starter. Yeah. excited about that. Yeah, Cam. Well, I mean, he was going. Or, I mean, a, not a starter, the captain. I'm sorry. Oh, but, yeah. shit. The captain. It's a little much, I think. I think that should have been an earned thing. But, hey. No, oh, I think it's voted, voted, voted on by the team. Voted on by the players. In Bill We Trust is yeah. what we say in that seems, part of town. Seems to have it all figured out. Yep, he's on to the next, right? Okay, I also wanted to mention uh, the guys at Par West. Thanks for partnering with us. Remember, again, go there for all your golf course accessories and needs. Uh, that time of the year is coming up for us out here in the Southwest. And then I'm sure you guys all over the rest of the country will be closing around the end of October, early November. That's when you guys get to tear everything down, check out your ball washes, go buy some new ones. Uh, you know the bunker aches are coming back, so you're going to have to order those babies. Get some new cups for next year. But remember to enter the uh, Jingweeds uh, and the promo code for free shipping on anything over 250 bucks. Uh, thanks again, guys, for uh, listening. 
Uh, as always, later. Yep. Uh, who knows about next week if we'll be recording or not. Oh, yes. It might be a new addition to the uh, Jingweeds podcast. My wife's due anytime, so we're looking forward to that. Um, that stress. Yeah. <laughs> so so if, if we do have a uh, little bit of delay... That's yep. what, that's we can probably for. still try to zoom or figure it out because I'll just be hanging out. But yeah, yep, we're looking forward to that any minute now. So if there's a delay before the next episode, that means number new, three has arrived. Number three has arrived. So uh, until next time, uh, have a great week, everyone. Uh, stay pissed. Love you, mom and dad. Happy Labor Day, everyone. Some of the things that we talked about on that trip, there's no way they could go on here. I got a decent uh, wildlife story around our golf course like two weeks ago. One of my foremen came in. He had a video of a rattlesnake that was out in a drain box. He's like, it was it was rattling loud. I should put the video on on the Instagram because it's loud. And he's like, he's got two babies in there. Can I interrupt you? Oh uh, yeah. You want to go to episode 21 and listen to this? Same story. Oh, did I tell it? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> we good. We'll cut all that. Yeah. <laughs> Go overseas. Yeah. See, ya, everything's locked up. What else do we want to talk about? The all tape's got to be reloaded. Fuck. My brain just went. Maybe that's the COVID right there. It just went too bad. Remember this episode in the, our partners with Par West uh, Turf Services. I'll try that again.